All right. What is going on? Just want to jump on here. Uh, two minutes left in this Rams game. Ryan Dyer here with the skinny T, Ryan Anderson, here on the Rams skinny. And we didn't for sure know if we we're going to go live or not. But, man, after this Rams performance, I feel like we had to just come on and, and chat a little bit. Like, what are you thinking? Holy cow, who is this Rams team? Yeah, definitely overperforming our expectations. Uh, last season, we were planning on going live after the first game, but that one made us all feel sad. But this one, um, shockingly, uh, just great on in most phases of the game, I'll say. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, the offense, I thought, has moved the ball really well. Um, the defense, like, whatever. They gave up, didn't they give up 13 in the first uh, two possessions, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, and then locked it down in the second half. I mean, like it was a complete shutout, basically, of the Seattle offense. I mean, let you know the it was it helped that their two starting tackles went out, but you know the uh, the defense still has to uh, take care of business, and that's what they did, and and surprisingly so. You know, the I think the those big concerns we had with the uh, middle of the defensive line um, did not present themselves in the way that I thought they did. And Kobe Turner having a, a great, uh, great game, uh, the rookie coming in and getting a sack and um, helping uh, stop the running game. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, I mean, let's just look at this right now. So what I say, we're probably going to start kneeling the ball here because the Rams have are on offense. You have Geno Smith is going to finish the day with like a hundred yards passing, 112 yards passing. They're going to finish with 76 yards rushing on the ground, holding Kenneth Walker 12 for 64. I mean, DK Metcalf leads all receivers, only 47 yards receiving. So we'll start with the defense and we'll get to the offense because the offense, I think, is I don't think we're super surprised. I think we thought this team was going to be carried by the defense or by the offense if they were going to get some wins on here. But the defense, I mean, just let me ask you this. Is this, is this the defense like – surprising people and playing lights out it's going to be probably a combination or is this that geno smith was probably getting a little too much hype in this offseason and and everyone forgot what he was for the first you know 10 years of his career not only the first 10 years of his career but the la latter part of last season he was not playing very well uh, yeah. as well and you know it, it just seemed like they couldn't find their rhythm on offense seattle couldn't um so I do think there's definitely some overhype to what was happening, what, you know, coming into the season, what Seattle could look like. Um, but, you know, everybody was predicting that this was going to be one of the worst defensive performances in the league from the Rams. And um, it's just not looking that way. They've got a bigger test next week, but this yes, week, <laughs> this week they put the W on the board and, and really, really lock things down in the second half. And, um, yeah. you know, we talked about, you know, what our big year Raheem Morris, this is for Raheem Morris. And, you know, he showed some, some great uh, adjustments there, you know, getting some pressure on the quarterback and, um, and really the, the secondary is the story. Uh, you know, some of the, the pressure that was put on Geno Smith was just, just coverage based, you know, uh, they were, they were, they had the, the, you know, DK Metcalf, you know, makes some catches every game he's gonna he's a playmaker and they held him to just a couple of catches so that's incredible yeah four i think three three catches for 47 yards um let's talk first i want to talk about ernest jones i think um to me he had a an absolute standout game we knew he'd have to be it was going to be if this defense was going to be even competitive here we are final minute of the game now uh it was going to have to be obviously aaron donald 
Ernest Jones in the middle and Jordan Fuller on the back end. And, you know, obviously stats don't tell at all, but when you look at the stat sheet, Ernest Jones leads the team with eight tackles, Jordan Fuller second on the team with seven tackles. And Aaron Donald was his usual wrecking ball self with half a sack, four total tackles and just wreaking havoc uh, all over the place with the QB hit as well. So the guys that needed to show out did show out, you know, just your thoughts on, on Ernest Jones and Jordan Fuller. Yeah, Ernest Jones is really developing into that guy uh, every year. He's he's making that uh, steady progress further and further up, up and, uh, you know, earning those uh, extra Madden uh, scoring points um, every every year that he's that he's on the field. Um, and it's it's nice to see that Jordan Fuller seems to be back in himself and healthy and, uh, you know, playing to that level that we had seen him in his rookie season. Um, so I think that. Uh, those guys anchoring the defense. We got somebody on each level, you know, from Aaron Donald. So, um, yeah, I think that you know it gives it gives you some hope for this defense uh, that it it gives those younger guys some room to improve. Yeah, exactly, and I think that's that's all you could hope for in this season. And we all knew the expectations. Anyone with realistic expectations, we talked on our last episode that, Hey, if, if we can get to eight or nine wins, like that's a pretty damn solid season. Like you got some, something to put your hat on and then you have all this cap room next year to, to really then throw it on, but at least, you know, your core. And we said, kind of, I'm drawing them together last week we did a, or last week we did a full preview, but the one before that we did like, what are the, the small victories that makes this season successful? And it was kind of finding those pieces what they have specifically on defense and these young guys in the secondary on the defensive line. And I mean, Kobe Turner, I thought looked great as, as a young rook uh, and obviously had that, that sack late in the game there. And on the back end, I thought Kobe Durant looked well, Darion Kendrick, I know had that, that penalty, but I thought he looked pretty good overall. And Russ yeast got some good playing time in there. So it, it really was exciting to see these young guys that we both know, like if this team's going to be successful, they have to hit on some of these draft picks. It's one week. It's one game. Like things can fall apart quickly in the NFL. And it's a division game where everything's kind of even talent gets thrown out the window, but fans got to feel good about where they are. And if they're not feeling good, then their expectations were just not where they should be heading into this year, because I don't know how you can be upset at all with this performance. Well, and you know, just to pivot toward offense. Um, if you don't, if you don't yes. feel great about everything, feel great about where Matthew Stafford is right now. Uh, yes. You know, we were we were spending so much time picking apart our the receivers and who's who's going to be the the Cooper Cup in this offense and you know can they get the running game going and it you know Matthew Stafford just comes out and has a fantastic game didn't throw any touchdowns but he moved the ball uh, just you know on his will he you know he tried to make that uh, connection with uh, Van Jefferson that uh, Jefferson couldn't haul in but then next play um, you know two two Atwell you know just. He's 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 hitting the receivers. He's connecting with guys. He's you know what we what we didn't see last year was were the that kind of thing where it seemed like he could um, find a receiver anywhere on the field. And you know Tutu and and Nakua and all these guys are developing. But this is this shows um, how Stafford could could uh, how high he could get. And you know even going back to just a few months ago when we were debating uh, people over at the Super Bowl party, uh, you know if. Stafford was a top 10 quarterback in the NFC, you know, and I think this just goes to show you that he absolutely yes. is. And, 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 you know, top 10 in the entire league, even with all the great uh, uh, players in the AFC. Yes, exactly. And game is officially over 30 to 13. 
Oh, I wow. didn't see that last score. 30 to 13. Chargers. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I just have the stats cat. Well, I got it. I got my, uh, you can't see that camera, but I got the computer right here, TV up here. So the Chargers are about to, they're, they're trying to hold on here against the Dolphins, see if we can go 4 and 0 for the LA weekend with, you know, UCLA and USC winning big yesterday. And Rams obviously winning big 30 13 and seeing if the Chargers can hang on here up for uh, second and goal for the Dolphins. So, um, but man, I mean, yeah, let's just talk Stafford for a minute. Here's a guy. I mean, the word disrespect gets thrown around so much, especially in the offseason when everyone's just like talking, you know, just talk because it's all you can do after the draft. And, but in my opinion, Stafford, and you brought up the the chat we had at, at Radio Row out in Phoenix just, you know, six months ago or whatever. But the disrespect he got was, was shocking. I mean, here's a guy that threw just a year ago, threw for over 5,000 total yards, over 40 touchdowns, won the Super Bowl. They had a lot of injuries that dealt with the Super Bowl, carried that team. And then last year was actually playing at a pretty decent level before he got injured. The Rams just weren't necessarily winning, but he wasn't playing bad by any means. Had the elbow, mystery elbow thing, and was still kind of gutting through it. And then all it's just like everyone forgot that he could play. And it's like, ah, oh, they're washed. Like, I'm still flabbergasted, skinny, how there were legit media people. These are not just like fans. These are guys that cover the NFL and get paid to do it. Yeah. Now, that's a, always a running joke, right? Like, oh, how do you get paid to your job? Like, they got <laughs> paid to do this. And they, all of them, thought Matthew Stafford wasn't even a top 10 QB in the NFC. Insane to me. And again, it's one week. But as you mentioned it, 300 and what 334 yards 24 38 the arm looked the strongest i've seen almost since he's been in la uh the arm just looked great and fantastic complete command of the offense moving the whole, good in the pocket moving great in the pocket down. had that gazelle like run escaping pressure <laughs> and getting to the first down the whole uh what do you want to call it? drama of his wife saying he couldn't connect with his teammates we can i think they put that to bed because yo guess what rookie puka nakua breaking records out here most yards since Alan Hearns as a as a fifth round pick or later finishing with 10 receptions 119 yards Tutu Atwell six receptions 119 yards I mean these are the young guys that he couldn't connect with and here they are just absolutely torching the Seahawks team and and moving the ball at will so I thought this was a master class from Sean McVay uh, and I thought Matthew Stafford just absolutely you know put the the doubters on notice at least one week into the season yeah, and uh, more shout-outs, I would say, is that uh, this offensive line looks really good, too. Yes. I, uh, you know, we didn't know what it was going to look like there. coming into the season, and I think ever all, all the positions fell into um, into looking good. Um, so uh, that's, that's something Rams fans can also uh, feel some relief on as well. How surprised are you that the offensive line looked that good? Because we haven't seen them play – as a unit really together almost ever. And they kept Stafford upright. They, they rushed the ball for almost a hundred yards total. Um, they rushed the ball 40 times. I mean, technically Stafford got three of those. So I never really count QB runs unless you're talking about a, a running quarterback. I don't really count Stafford, but 37 runs. I said, they run the ball 30 times. They got a good chance to win. They run it 37 times, 92 yards on the ground. I mean, it wasn't, you know, whole busting runs, but Hey, they, they stuck with it and the offensive line was able to at least move the chains when needed. So just how impressed were you by the offensive line? 
I'm blown away by it because, you know, usually there's a, a certain amount of cohesiveness that you need to see, uh, which comes from time. And these guys just haven't had a lot of time together. And that just shows you, you know, what uh, uh, Coach Wendell is doing um, for these guys, uh, just doing a fantastic job getting them to gel sooner than anybody would expect. And uh, it's amazing what a healthy uh, offensive line will do for you as well. Um, but, yeah. you know, just – just even the kind of you think about the the selfless nature of some of these guys um, being able to like I'm, I'm thinking specifically Joe Noteboom moving into the right guards position, just being willing and 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 able to just pop into that position and and just do a fantastic job. You know, he's a highly paid player. He should be a left tackle um, in theory, but he's he's working that guard spot. So um, I would say that, uh, you know, uh you know, we'll see what happens when they face off against San Francisco in a more potent uh, pass rush. Yeah. Um, but you know, this is this is a a good sign. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it it couldn't be better than what we saw. Now, there's still a lot of work to be done because, as you alluded to, and we'll get into this later in the week. But San Francisco is a whole, whole different test. I mean, that defense, especially today against Pittsburgh, looked nasty, and so it's going to be a different look than what they saw against Seattle. But uh, it's still it's a great start considering there was so much unknown around that unit. And uh, I think everyone's just got to be fired up about at least how they came out in week one. So let's talk about the receivers, right? No Cooper Cup. Where was all the, the potency going to come from? Who was going to step up? You know, we talked about we thought Demarcus Robinson was a guy that could step up. He didn't end up having a catch. <laughs> Marcus Robinson didn't have a catch. On the field, I don't really remember. Yeah, not, not very often. Uh, ben Skoranek. No receptions, a um, couple targets, but no receptions. Tyler Higby had ended up with three, but you know, a modest three for forty nine. And big, Your big, big guys. Receptions. They were big. They had that one big one in the second half down the down the left sideline. Obviously, that was huge. But Tutu Atwell, Puka Nakua, carry this offense in the passing game. I mean, first of all, just how thrilled are you that Tutu stepped up and and not just as a deep guy, but caught some stuff in, in the mud in the middle of the field, had that great, you know, third down third and like 10, third and 11, a nice crossing around the middle in traffic and looked great doing it. And then Puka Nakua, I don't know if Stafford and Puka started eating pancakes, like, like Kim and cup did when they first got here or what, because I mean, the dude, 15 targets on the day, 10 completions and obviously 119 yards. It was, it was always looking Puka's way. And he lived up to it. So just how happy are you to see Tutu shine? And then how surprised are you to see Puka this involved this early? Well, I'll just uh, – I'll say on Puka, 15 targets. Matthew Stafford only attempted 38 passes. Yeah. I mean, we thought that the usage uh, for Cooper Cup was high. Uh, Nakua is even higher. The, you know, Stafford's going to find his guy and he's going to pepper him. Um, you know, Cooper Cup's going to be out another three weeks at least. Um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, at least it's it's something to hang our hat on. Uh, I just as a uh, just personally, I'm happy that uh, Atwell has uh, stepped up a bit because I've been touting that he's making strides and stepping forward each camp that I've seen him since his rookie season. So at least uh, that I don't have to eat my hat on that one. <laughs> yeah, I know that does help. So, yeah, um, but it's great, man. I mean, it's good to see him get utilized well and and. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think what was refreshing for me with this Rams team is that it looked, it was fun. It was a fun brand of football again, 
last year was just until Baker got to town, it was just like painful to watch because they were just trying to do everything not to lose. They obviously had the stigma of being the Super Bowl champs. All of a sudden, the injuries started rearing their ugly head. Sean McVay had everything he had going on behind the scenes and in his, his own mind. And it, it was just painful to watch. It just wasn't fun. And then, you know, Baker came to town and they, you know, they still went two and three down the stretch, but it looked like some rejuvenation came back and there was at least some fun on the sidelines. That's what this felt today. Guys flying around. You know, you have so many young, young guys out there just trying to make the, well, obviously they made the team now, but just trying to like make a name for themselves. And Stafford and, and Donald were the old vets, but they looked like they were just out there throwing it back, just slinging around the yard and Donald just throwing guys, throwing guys around and stuff. And it was just, it was fun to watch. I'll get to, I'll get to McVay in a second, but just what do you think of the, this new Rams culture maybe that we're seeing in 2023? Well, and I would say even going back to 2021 when, uh, you know, they made their Super Bowl run where it was fantastic some games, but there were other games where it just seemed like, um, yeah. Things would stall out occasionally. Matthew Stafford would kind of make one of those desperation throws that would get picked off inevitably. Um, and what was refreshing for me to see was that they could methodically move the football down the field, running the ball, uh, short passes, uh, connecting with guys, just you know, keeping the chains moving. Um, you know, throughout the game, I, you know, there was definitely some things that stalled out for them, but on the whole, I think that um, they were they were able to. Uh, bully Seattle at times, which we did not see. We haven't seen in, in the Stafford era so far, I would say. So that that's kind of nice to see because if you can play that different brand of football, you can beat different kinds of teams. And, um, you, you know, I, you know, you've been saying that they could be a playoff team. I could, I could see that if they're able to continually win games and in, in, you know, different ways, they, they attacked Seattle several different ways in this game. So yeah. that that's what I would say was refreshing. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, and this sounds so cliche, obviously, but at the end of the day, all that matters is your wins and losses. And uh, the Chargers, how talented they are, going to be zero and one, and the Rams, with all their questions, are one and zero. So, I mean, again, it's not saying they're a playoff team now, but all that matters is you just stack some wins, you surprise people, and you get to the dance, and you don't know what happens. Uh, you never know what'll happen. So, um, let's talk briefly about McVay. Cause I thought this was a masterclass by him. You know, he came back, uh, you know, there was doubt if he was going to retire, came back, said he's all in. He wanted to make sure he was all in and he is all in, which is why he's back. Um, he wanted to make sure he could lead correctly and, and be what was necessary for this team and these players to get better. And, you know, with that, I think he needed to kind of adapt, not necessarily adapt his coaching style, if you will, uh, but needed to, adapt his coaching habits to where they weren't, you know, killing him every day and, and working overworking himself, but still putting in the hours needed in order to be perfect. He, to me, looked just so like his old self out there having fun, um, getting fired up after plays, giving little like, you know, fist pumps after, after certain play calls, when things work, getting fired up with the guys on the sidelines, calling DK Metcalf out and, and those guys at the end of the game there. Um, just your thoughts on McVay, because I thought it was it was refreshing to see how in tune he was with his team, and he's obviously one of the biggest reasons why this team is one zero. Yeah, really great game plan heading in. It seems like on offense, and you can tell that uh, Lafleur has uh, has uh, still has his ear, still has his influence. They kind of got away from the running running game um, late in the second or the, late in the yeah in the second quarter, um, but 
got back to it. So that kind of open-mindedness, you know, last year he was, he, he went so far as to say that uh, he felt like he was wasting plays when he would run the ball. It's like, it, it's part of the, this is part of the game, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the fact that he's able to continue uh, to open, have an open mind to what LaFleur is bringing to the table. You can see some of the things, you know, six, six running plays in one pass in that first, uh, the first set of the drive it was incredible to me. I didn't even know what was happening. It was so weird. Um, <laughs> just, you know, it was like, he's it only called one passing play so far. That's in, in seven yeah. plays. That's incredible. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I think the, the point that I saw that was really the most fun to see is him getting involved with that whole DK Metcalf thing and, and DK got the penalty called on him, um, you know, for continually chirping and McVeigh was just super stoked and uh, that, um, that uh, he, it seemed like he almost um, made that happen, but because yeah. he was, you know, calling it out to the refs and the refs recognized that that was a, a real cheap shot uh, by DK and yeah. um, McVeigh just, you know, competitive guy, you know, just like he was back in those uh, old days at the uh, university of Ohio or university of Miami of Ohio, uh, you know, just back out on the field. It seemed like, so yeah, I, I I'm excited to see uh, more from him. You know, I want to see, I want to see, you know, what it, what happens over the next few games and um, continuing evolving this offense. Yeah, no, absolutely. So it was so fun to see and and see his maturation kind of, you know, he's always been such a phenomenal coach. And that's the other thing, like last thing I'll say on them, but you know, Matthew Stafford for all the disrespect he got, McVay was getting it too. I mean, there was people saying it's McVay on the hot seat. Um, People were forgetting him in like top five coaches uh, like he was falling out of the ranks of like, you know, great offensive masterminds, like all this stuff because of one down year with a ton of turnover and a lot of injuries. And, and again, it's one week, but I think he, he definitely put everyone on notice. Like, no, 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 come on now. Let's not forget that I still am the youngest coach in the NFL. And this is my seventh season. Like I know what the hell I'm doing. Um, and then did it well. So last thing I want to say, and then we'll, let's, we'll, we'll get out of here. The most scrutinized coach and person on this Rams team is Raheem Morris. Another masterclass, 182 total yards is what the Seahawks gained. 182 total yards is what the Seahawks gained. I mean, how impressive is that from Raheem Morris and his staff, the adjustments they made after that first drive and able to just stifle this Seahawks offense, get them frustrated and, and really just shut them down. I mean, 13 points, 182 yards, absolutely impressive. They had no answers. They had no answers. So, I mean, I've been a Raheem guy uh, ever since they hired him. Um, I Thank want you. him to get ahead. I want him to get a head coaching opportunity again in this league, um, just to see what he could do as a older and wiser coach. Um, so, yeah, you know, I've always been on team Raheem and, uh, you know, this is another feather in his cap. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I bet uh, you think DK's learning the names of the secondary now. <laughs> did he I say something about not knowing their names or anything like that or is that <laughs> yeah i think there was a clip of him just saying like guy uh, asked like what do you think of the secondary is like i don't even know who any of them are something like it was it was just like it wasn't that bad but he probably just shouldn't have said anything just should just said like uh you know give it give a coach speak but I'm sure yeah. he knows their names now because uh he wasn't able to do much so um yeah but great one for the rams how crazy is this this is not rams related but I j- it just crossed my mind afc west with the Chargers just losing, consider the most vaunted it is the most vaunted division in football. Raiders 
are one winning the division right now. <laughs> Chargers zero and one, Chiefs zero and one, Broncos zero and one. Wow. How did uh, How did Jimmy G do today? <laughs> he did all right. He won, I guess. I didn't watch the game, but uh, they won. So Sean Payton's debut spoiled uh, out there. I think uh, you know it's gonna. They're gonna. There'd be some growing pains probably, but anyway. It's going to be a fascinating year. It's already been a fascinating year. One weekend, just all of the things that have happened and things that didn't happen. Green Bay's looking phenomenal already. Uh, Vikings lose to to the uh, Buccaneers already. Uh, yeah. you know it's. Uh, stay tuned, folks. <laughs> That's, all That's why we love the NFL. Uh, That's right. It's been a busy weekend. So college yesterday, all day. Pro today, all day. Uh, you were in the box, fun. man, at uh, USC. The big big win there. Big blowout. Uh, USC is looking great. Uh, I'm excited about where their season's progressing. So, and, and now you get the Rams, uh, who looked better than uh, everyone expected. So, we'll have um, plenty more content coming up. Even today, have some recaps coming, and then uh, Skinny and I will be back tomorrow evening, probably up Tuesday morning, for kind of a, a more deep dive into this game. I'll recap out it on the the latest Ram Skinny. But but hey, go enjoy uh, the rest of your Sunday, my friend. You too. Thanks so much. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Go Rams, 1-0. We'll see what goes from here. Talk to you guys soon.